Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, a podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Tanner, they, them. I'm Lindsay, she, her. And I have three things to say. First off, uh, I am recovering from food poisoning this week. So (laughs) the worst of it is over with, but I'm still getting hit with waves of fatigue every once in a while. And one of them decided to crop up ten minutes ago. Which is frankly homophobic, but I'm okay. I've got Gatorade and I've got some cocaine, so we should be fine. But this is probably, between that and just the basic premise of this episode, it's probably going to be on the shorter side. Um, the second thing is, Lindsay, you know how sometimes you'll say something ironically, but then it just be, immediately becomes part of your vernacular? Yes. You know, like how we all just started saying mood immediately? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so expect me to say the phrase scrungly little scrimblow a lot over the next hour. <laughs> cool (laughs) the third thing is this is the people's choice episode for the month of march it's mine i i did it i put the thing in the poll and you voted on and you vote for pride and prejudice which we already did uh lindsay a few years ago did two pride two prejudice (laughs) i am starting from the beginning i am doing my own take on pride and prejudice but i am sure lindsay you were able to decode my hint from last week about the twist I don't even remember what what that one. <laughs> okay, well, let me repeat it again because in my opinion, it's a good hint. <laughs> Look, I've been focusing on adult things called buying property <laughs> and also writing fanfiction. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so my hint from last week, which applies to this week, is it is a truth universally acknowledged that a single frog in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a pig. So it's Muppets. It's Muppets! (laughs) It's time to start the podcast. It's time to put on lights. (laughs) Of course we were going to have a Muppets episode. (laughs) We just needed to find the right one. I finally found it. I finally broke the code. Yes, this one is ours. OSP has um, Gladiator. Oh, well, is that on their podcast? Yeah, they joke about it. <laughs> okay, I'll have to track that one down. I finally actually started listening to the podcast. Cool. So, the problem I was having with uh, Muppets Prime Prejudice was that I didn't know who the people were going to be. Because that's the trick, is that you get a bunch of Muppets, and then you get, like, four maximum famous people other than cameos. Yes. Like Muppet Treasure Island, the, yeah. the you know, the Magnum Opus. Had only yeah. three humans. It had Jim, Jim, Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy, Jim, Jim. It had his, not his mom, but like his caretaker. Uh, yeah. And it had Long John. Yeah. Long John! <laughs> um, so. The name of a donut type now. <laughs> Which is also shaped. So anyways, <laughs> it's also cream-filled. Sometimes. <laughs> or no, that's an eclair. Yeah, that's an eclair. I don't like cream-filled donuts, that's the thing. And here I am, it's potchkey season. I am eating all the potchkey. One time my dad gave me a Boston cream, but I didn't understand the concept of a Boston cream. I thought it was just, oh, a donut without a hole. That's more donut per donut. And I bit into it, and the cream came out, and I threw it at my father. <laughs> 
I mean, you do have that right if it's a Tim's. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Anyways. Yeah. Prime Prejudice. I couldn't figure out who to make the people because initially I was like, okay, well, we'll have Bingley and uh, Jane be the humans because they're the normal ones. Yeah. Then I went to uh, Darcy and Jane because they're the main characters. And so then you can have the Muppets doing antics in the background. Then I said, what if it was just Darcy? Because I knew immediately who I wanted Liz to be. <laughs> and so I ended up going, actually wound up back being Bingley and Jane are the humans. Okay. Uh, and the only two other major human characters are Catherine de Bourgh and, yeah. um, oh, what's his name? Ba- bad Boy, Wickham. <laughs> so, with that in mind, with that in mind, we begin with the narr- narration of Elizabeth Bennet, as played obviously by Miss Piggy. Yes. <laughs> Who is going to say it is a truth universally acknowledged? Blah blah blah, etc. Uh, and she'll. I don't know if I want to make this a musical too, like they did with Muffet Treasure Island. I mean, there are dance and ball scenes, so we could potentially stick a song in there we can at least have one musical number like it doesn't need to be a musical but also wouldn't hurt is the thing yeah (laughs) and who wouldn't want to see animal like trying to play a classical instrument ah okay so so that is the thing is that here's the other problem that comes in the territory of muppets pride and prejudice okay pride and prejudice a story famous for having requiring a minimum of five women yes Muppets is kind of start for girls. Yeah, it kind of is. Name all name all the girl Muppets you can think of. Go. Miss Piggy. Uh, Kermit's new girlfriend, or did he break <laughs> up with her? <laughs> he did. He does break up with Denise. Okay, Denise. And oh, there's that one chick in the rock band. Yeah, Janice. Janice, yeah. Look, I was five. Did I pay attention to all the Muppets' names? No. Yeah, no. So, like, off the top of my head, before I actually went on the Muppets' wiki, all I could think of were Miss Piggy, Janice, Kermit's girlfriend, and Yolanda Rat. Well, yeah, Yolanda. And there wasn't much beyond that when I got to Muppets' wiki. Yeah. But I made it work. Okay. Part of part of it is like through a gender flip, and part of it is through combining some characters together. Yeah. But we're gonna open with Miss Piggy doing the narration. She's gonna say the universally acknowledged quote. Yeah. And then it's gonna cut her like like talking directly to the audience. Um, it's gonna be almost Shrek style. It's like, oh, truth, universal knowledge. Ah, yeah, what a load of hogwash. <laughs> uh, she's walking through town, talking about like uh the, what life is like for women these days and it's like i i like being on my own i like being single and sure i'd like to find a man who could sweep me off my feet but honey there aren't any any men good enough in this town yeah <laughs> like the only way i can imagine any kind of boy that i'd like showing up is if he like just moves in and ends up renting netherfield <laughs> at which point her best friend Charlotte and her older sister Jane are going to show up with the good news. <laughs> Somebody's renting Netherfield. Netherfield has been let. Holy fuck, Liz. <laughs> so Jane shows up. Jane is a human. Jane is going to be played by Sophie Turner. Yeah. 
because uh, what is Sansa Stark if not medieval Jane Bennett? Yeah, especially at the start of the series. Yes. Uh, and then Charlotte Lucas. But because of who I have playing um, Mr. Collins, <laughs> Charlotte Lucas is Camilla the Chicken. Okay. <laughs> Camilla the real chicken? I don't think Camilla talks. I think he just she just bogocks. Okay. <laughs> and so it's very much going to be a situation like, oh, what do you think, Camilla? Boop, 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 boop. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sure none of them are attractive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eventually, the, they'll meet up with the other Bennett sisters. So we'll have Mary Bennett, who's played by Skeeter. Okay. We will have uh, Kitty Bennett, played by Janice of yep. the rock band, The Electric Teeth. Yep. Uh, or no, The Electric Mayhem, led by Dr. Teeth. But she's not part of the band yet. Okay. Maybe that'll be her subplot, is that, like, we see the Electric Mayhem playing at the ball, but they just can't get their sound right, and then at the end, Janice joins them. Cool. <laughs> um, and then Lilia Bennett is played by Summer Penguin. Now, the thing about Skeeter and Summer Penguin are that they're exclusive to the Muppet Babies. They have okay. never see been seen not as babies. Uh, except Skeeter showed up as, like, a Raya girl in a Muppets comic. <laughs> Okay. So. But yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't don't question Muppet biology, especially when you meet their father. So one of the solutions I made is I rolled their father and their mother into one character. Okay. So Mr. Bennett will be played by Sam the Eagle. Yes. Because Sam the Eagle is definitely the kind of character like, late my girls, I love you. I love that you all have spunk. However... I really need you to get married. <laughs> and also, like, there will be a scene where they're all, like, eating breakfast together and they all confirm they are blood relatives. And then Liz, Liz Piggy will look at the camera like, look, just don't question it. <laughs> uh, anyways, Netherfield has been let. And, you know, I'm sure that the guy doing it is some kind of stuck up upper class twit that none of us can stand. And then we pan over to just, we pan to Netherfield, the most... Chill, like, very upper class, very fancy, but very chill, very friendly, nice boy. Uh, yes. Mr. Charles Bingley, played by Dev Patel. Yeah. Because, listen, I I didn't want it to just be white people in Muppets, but here's a problem with British cinema. <sighs> a lot of white people. It's really fucking white, and especially for the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I, I, was, I was trying to dig up, like, up-and-coming young British actresses, and yeah. all the options were a bunch of white people. Or lists that were made ten years ago that were listing ha uh, Haley Atwell as British actresses under thirty to watch. Oh boy! Yeah. Oh boy. So. No wonder they reach out to Australia, New Zealand, and Denmark. Actually, you know what? That's a good. Hang on, hang on. Let me do a quick Google. Maybe Sophie Turner, you might be about to get fired. <laughs> Listen, if if I if I had in mind, I would be casting like Tessa Rao or someone. Mm -hmm. But, okay, well, first off, Tessa Rao is definitely much more of a Liz Bennett than a Jane. Yeah. Also, Muppets movies can't really cast unknowns. Yeah. They live and die by their celebrity cameos. If you're, if you're getting an unknown in a Muppets movie, it's because the unknown is a Muppet. Yeah. Walter from the, the 2011 movie is an unknown. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, all these 30 most beautiful actresses. Of course. Um... Okay, number two is Naomi Watts, so this is may not necessarily work. Yeah. 
In a perfect world, we are digging up a not white lady to play Jane, who is also famous, and can at least affect a British accent. You know what? It's, it's a Muppet. You know what? You know what? It's Zendaya. You know yeah. what? I'm making a casting decision. I'm putting Zendaya in this. And She's Jane. like Muppets have Disney money, they can get like really good vocal coaches. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, but also it doesn't need to be great. It can definitely be an over the top British. <laughs> It can definitely be an over-the-top British accent because it's a Muppets movie. Yes. The kids aren't going to be bothered by it. Exactly. Um, also, Zendaya and Dev Patel would look great together on screen. I'm, I mean, we're talking about two of the most... Yeah, We're talking about two very beautiful people, so... Exactly. Also, Zendaya has the range that she could play literally any of the Bennett sisters. She could play anyone in Pride and Prejudice. I could have cast her as Wickham. Yeah. I mean, she is both... MJ and the Spider-Man movies, and Chani in Dune. So and ruin Euphoria. Yes, <laughs> she contains multitudes. Sorry, Sophie Turner, you're you're out of a job. I guess you just have to gonna go go. You're gonna have to go back to your Jonas Brothers mansion. <laughs> She's fine. She's living her best life. She never has to work again after all the Dark Phoenix stuff. I don't know if she wants to work again. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so Dev Patel here has played Mr. Bingley. He's he's obviously very upper class, very wealthy, but he's also super nice. Like he treats all of the uh, servants really nicely. He's so excited to be here. He really wants to like be out on the town and like take in the the small town vibes. <laughs> <laughs> And so naturally, he's accompanied by his best friend, Mr. Darcy. Obviously, since Liz is Miss Piggy, Mr. Darcy is Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Now you might be thinking, Kermit the Frog is too nice to be Mr. Darcy. But I counterpoint, is Kermit the Frog nice? Look, the big thing about Mr. Darcy isn't so much that whether or not he's nice. It's that he's got to stick up his ass. <laughs> and he is the most emotionally constipated British man to have ever existed in both real life and in fiction. <laughs> Now, we compare that to Kermit the Frog, who, as a puppet, has a hand up his ass. <laughs> yes. And also is just dealing with a lot from the point of view of he's either playing the Muppets Wrangler. Yeah. Or he is just dealing with a lot right now. Yeah. <laughs> and he's doing both right now because he has to make sure that Mr. Bingley doesn't wander off into the fields, but also ward off Caroline, who is like, I want your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So here's, here's the thing. I did basically take Caroline and smush her together with a different character. Okay. I, I combined Caroline with Anne DeBorg, Catherine's niece. That's fine. Anne is barely a character. Exactly. It streamlines things, and then it puts the more, the antagonists more on that one side. Yeah. Also, I didn't want Mister. Uh, I didn't want Mister. Bingley's sister to be played by Yolanda Rat. Yeah. I thought it made more sense if she is uh, from um, the DeBorg line. Yeah. And yes, she. Even though they are deep in Britain, like everyone sam the eagle will probably be putting on a british accent everyone else is going to have their normal voices and so that means that yolanda rat playing uh, uh and borg is still gonna be really heavy brooklyn accent <laughs> also i was thinking maybe sam the eagle could affect something more of like a mid-atlantic accent because the american 
at least the East Coast accent wasn't as differentiated from the British accent at the time. Oh, yeah, that would also make a lot of sense. Yeah, I know this from the sharp books. I feel like at some point someone's going to ask him what his accent is and he's going to go into this whole monologue about it, like, during the ball. And yeah. we'll pan away to, like, Ms. Piggy doing Liz Bennett things and then it yeah. pans back and he's still going on and on. <laughs> Which is actually... So that sounds more Mr. Collins, but you know what? Sam the Eagle, so, yeah. Well, you know what? Mr. Collins could do it too because Mr. Collins has been split into two characters, into Mr. Collins and Mr. Williams. <laughs> Okay. They're respectively played by Gonzo and Rizzo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which which makes obvious sense because as as I'm sure everyone knows, I'm uh, listeners, I'm sure you all know that Camilla the chicken is Gonzo's canonical wife. <laughs> <laughs> Do not separate them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he sees Camilla from across the ballroom, and he and you can hear at last. <laughs> but it is played by the electric bacon so where's my love <laughs> anyways going back to the subject of mr darcy and what is mr darcy if not literature's first scrungly little scrimblo yes <laughs> and so obviously he pairs very well with kermit yes so yeah so most of the plot it con continues as normal um Another reason I have combined the both Bennett parents into just Sam the Eagle is because I can definitely picture Sam the Eagle going, y'all need to get married, and then Mr. Collins shows up and tries to woo Liz, and he's like, okay, you don't have to marry him, holy shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it was the miniseries from the 90s that had, like, Colin Firth in it, where, like, Mr. and Mrs. Bennett announced the arrival, or, like, that Mr. Collins is coming, and then it smash cuts to him, like driving his carriage as if he's going on an exciting adventure, and it's like, oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> to the exotic English countryside! <laughs> I mean, he is quite the dipshit. <laughs> uh, so, the plot will continue as normal. Um, I have replaced uh, Georgina Darcy with Robin. Yeah. Kermit's nephew, who yeah. is now, I guess, Kermit's younger brother, which I think they have done in some versions. Yeah. The younger relative. And, you know, he was Tiny Tim in The Christmas Carol, so obviously, like, look at this child, he's dying. Yes. <laughs> no, it's, look at this child, someone tried to corrupt him. And Kermit and Liz are, like, antagonism at first sight. I mean, Kermit falls in love at first sight, but because he does not know how to do any emotions, yes. he immediately pisses her off, and she will, like, judo throw him across the ballroom, because she can do that, because it's a Muppets movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then they end up... Now, okay, does Wickham show up before or after they get to the DeBorg estate? Uh, before. Okay, so, yeah, just before they get to the DeBorg estate, the bad boy of Jane Austen's works, well, Wickham, Wickham shows, shows up, up around the same time that Darcy shows up. Oh, that's right. He'll be lurking in the background. You'll be able to spot him because he's a human boy. <laughs> I had a few options I was going between. But I just be, but if listen, if Jane Zendaya, then Wickham has to be Tom Holland. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see Tom Holland play a bad boy. Yes, and not use that high pitched squeaky voice. No, he'll use he'll use his devil all the time American accent. Yes. <laughs> Redneck Wickham. <laughs> Uh, and and those will continue as normal, but like more streamlined and to the point, and with like much more cutaway gags. Yeah. Like. I don't know. 
Beaker and Honeydew can be servants. For, I mean, I don't even know. I don't think the Bennis can afford servants, but they'll be like nosy neighbors or something. Yeah. Um, obviously, Statler and Waldorf are going to be just criticizing the entire ball as long as it's going on. Yeah. Uh, they're invited to the DeBorg estate uh, because uh, Catherine DeBoer has her eyes on setting up Darcy with Yolanda Rat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her, her, her niece, Anne. Y- Yolanda de Borgrat. Catherine de Berg herself is uh, the only choice for her was Michelle Gomez. Yes. Like, eat, like straight up, put on a normal pr- a production of Prime Precious and put Michelle Gomez in as de Borg. Yeah, because, okay, Dame Judy Dench has already played her, so. Off the table. Yeah, she's off the table. Though it would be great to have Dame Judy Dench show up in a Muppet production and just be herself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or as M. <laughs> Come it, what the hell are you doing? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pin in that. Yeah. <laughs> so Kermit Darcy does his terrible proposal, goes over horribly. Yeah. Jane is warming up to uh, Tom Holland's Wickham. Uh, and then she meets Colonel Fitzwilliam, mm-hmm. who is Fozzie Bear. Yes. Um, and it's like, ah, oh, yeah. Um <laughs> just a terrible pun having to do with how Wickham was a terrible person. Yeah. Waka waka! He tried to kidnap Darcy's nephew! (laughs) What? Lies! And then, yeah, he will, like, I guess Wickham will kidnap Summer Penguin. Mm -hmm. It's very horrifying. And then we'll find out. So now here's where it diverges from Prime Prejudice canon, is that this was the whole Wickham thing is going to turn out to be like a scheme by DeBorg where it's like, I'm holding this, I'm holding this one a hostage, this yeah. woman hostage via Wickham so that you will marry my daughter. And Wickham is getting like a, 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 a sum out of this scheme. So he doesn't have to worry about a dowry. Yeah. He's getting payday. So then uh, we're going to meet with Darcy and Fitzwilliams uh, commander yeah. Who'll be played by Dame Judy Jansh. Thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> we'll give her a big hat. Yes. <laughs> She'll love it. <laughs> uh, and she's going to give him the skinny on what uh, Wickham is going to do. And it's a big chase scene. Like, they have to, like, ride carriages through the English countryside chasing after Wickham. I mean, they were the cars of their day, so. Uh, and Wickham is going to have, like, he's going to have uh, hired an army of goons. Which are just the pirates from Treasure Island. Yes! And I don't mean like, oh, it's the same puppets from Muppet Treasure Island. No, I mean it's the pirates from Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> they're going to show up and they're like, this doesn't even make sense. Like, chronologically, like, yeah, but like with the budget of this film, do you expect them to even rewrite us and make us new costumes? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yar! <laughs> <laughs> and so Kermit and Ms. Piggy are going to have to fight off the pirates during this carriage fight and while they're doing this they will be doing basically a uh will and elizabeth flirt fight like out of pirates 3 yes in the storm oh my god (laughs) why would you turn me down i'm a great catch yes but you have a terrible personality well i only have a terrible personality because you intimidate me and based on how you have this guy in a headlock i think you take that as a compliment Oh, well, I guess you have a point there. <laughs> uh, yada, yada, yada. They end up, like, reaffirming their love for each other. They yeah. reach Wickham, who, I don't know, he's reached the Reichenbach Falls. 
We're just throwing in all the literary references. He's holding Summer Penguin over them. He's like, I'll throw I'll her sister off the waterfall. And the whole crew, because, ah, uh, no, they, they would have had to get, like, Fozzie and Gonzo and Rizzo involved, too. Yeah. Yolanda will join them, too. Yolanda will have, like, a... I don't want to say come to Jesus moment, but she'll, like, realize that her aunt's terrible, and she's like, I'm joining you! Cool. And they're all like, this is really dark for a kid's movie! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But hey, kids like dark shit, so... Yeah, uh, and then they'll have a final fight, and uh, Liz Bennett, Miss Piggy, will throw jaw... (laughs) She'll throw punch Wickham. Yeah. (laughs) She'll throw punch Tom Holland. Yeah! Um, and I, Gonzo will, like, launch himself out of the cannon to catch Summer Penguin, and they'll land on the other side of the falls. Yes. We're okay! <laughs> Gonzo, of course, is, like, smoking in a heap, but Summer Penguin is completely unscathed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and at the end, everyone gets together and is happy, and they reaffirm their love for each other, um... Catherine de Berg is exiled from her estate, so everyone gets to move into that. Nice. Um, and then there's a dance party led by the Electric Mayhem, who now have Janice as a lead singer. Cool. And they sing a song uh, from, I don't know, probably Bridget Jones. Is there a song associated with Bridget Jones' diary? Uh, let's look up the soundtrack. Or even songs associated with Pride and Prejudice. Uh, I don't know. One week. Here are ten s- <laughs> from uh, collegian.psu.edu. Here are ten songs to describe various relationships in Jane Austen's *Prime Prejudice*, particularly that of Elizabeth and Darcy. Uh, the top two results are *Enchanted* by Taylor Swift and *Boys* by Charlie XCX. I guess. So, from Bridget Jones's Diary Two, the soundtrack includes uh, *Mr. and Mrs. Jones* by The Dramatics, *Someone Like You* by Van Morrison. My Love and You're Never Gonna Get It by En Vogue. Uh, <laughs> My Funny Valentine by Elvis Costello. Ain't No Mountain High Enough by Diana Ross. Noah, yeah, I think that's gonna have to be the one. It's the Electric Mayhem are playing <laughs> Ain't No Mountain High Enough yeah. with Janice on the lead vocals as everyone has another ball. Yeah. And yeah, that's the film. Oh yeah, and I guess the end credits is like Tom Holland's Wickham like suspended on a branch sticking out from the fall. like, Hello? Can, can anyone get me off of here? <laughs> Guys, the movie's over. Guys, I'm not actually Spider-Man. I can't swing my way off of this thing. <laughs> and yeah. Um, uh, and then the other thing I can think of to mention is that also uh, Bingley will have a butler who's played by Uncle Deadly because Uncle Deadly is actually my favorite Muppet. Cool. The the Muppets ABC sitcom did a lot of things right, and one of them was starting the Uncle Deadly Renaissance. <laughs> but yeah, Muppets Pride and Prejudice. It, another episode that not necessarily writes itself, but is literally already written. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that one was fun. Anyway. Yeah, can you think of anything else? You're the scholar. <laughs> oh! Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> fuck. Oh, Your fucking facial reaction <laughs> of oh, can you think of anything else? It's like, I mean, you basically cover all of your bases. You hit the main points. I don't know. Maybe throw in a scene that's like an homage to the 
very beloved 90s miniseries where, uh, for whatever reason, Colin Firth is told to just jump into a pond near Chatham House, so have Kermit jump into a pond and come up dripping wet in a shirt. <laughs> oh, oh, I know what it can be. <laughs> and we can also reference another Colin Firth thing, uh, his, his scene from Love Actually. <laughs> so the sequence where uh, Liz is, like, making her way on foot to Netherfield because yeah. Jane went to visit and got sick. Yes. Uh, Darcy will be looking out the window and see her, like, huh, Miss Piggy, oh, well, I guess... Hang on, I have to do that in the current voice. Hmm, oh, Liz Bennett. Oh, well, I guess she walked here all the way on foot. She can handle the last hundred yards on her own. And then he'll hear a splash, and he'll look, and he'll see her hat in, like, a, a muddy lake. Or, like, he'll see her hat in a lake, and he'll assume the worst. Like, oh, no, okay, oh, uh, okay, I guess I, I'll look like a complete idiot if I don't run in after her. So he'll do, like, a full frog jump off the balcony into the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it would have turned out that, like, like, Piggy did fall, but not in the lake. She just slipped and like, was, like, behind a rock and her hat went flying. So she stands up and is like, oh, where's my hat? And then she looks and she sees it in the lake and she pulls pulls it out. And then Kermit shows up and, like, the sexy music's playing. But he's... <laughs> He's a scrungly little scrimblo of a frog muppet. Yes. <laughs> Just a soaking wet felt blorb. <laughs> no, when, when Miss Piggy stands up to grab her hat, in the background you should see Kermit flying behind her. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> and you know what? Jane Austen from her vaunted place is having a fucking blast at this idea. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Jane. <laughs> we did it. We cracked the code. Yep. <laughs> I'm just doing a quick check on my cast list. No, yeah, I hit everyone. We did it. We did it, fam. All right. Yay. And now, I guess, um, friendship promo. Do, 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 do. Experience Points Season 3 is a homebrew adventure for the mind of our very own Kenny, Twitter user at Punderdrome, with inspiration drawn from the Expanse, Inner Space, The Dark Ship, and Starfinder lore. We bring you The Behemoth. Join me. Joss, the eldest of the Pepper Clone Clan, skilled pilot and angst-filled mechanic. Abra is a shimmering data wizard that always has salt water around. But not for the reason you might think. The An, Shirin, spiritual advisor and ascetic assassin. And Harper Neon, a Borai gnome biohacker that has just the right serum for any occasion. As long as you don't mind the fumes as we find our way into and explore this strange drift ship anomaly. All right, Lindsay, where can you be found on the internet? I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym476. It's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? I can be found on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Not If I Reboot You First, and they're pronounced, hey
You can also email us at notifireboutyoufirst at gmail.com or you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your idea for a Muppet version of a movie of some public domain property. Or not, not even a public domain property. Like, yeah, OSP has the gladiator idea cornered, but like, I want to hear some interesting ideas. Uh, and you can also email us your friendship promos, whether they're an audio clip or a proof for us to read. Either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast or your YouTube or even your DeviantArt. Not if I reboot you first as a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can talk more about this show or others via, the, via our Corner Podcast Discord. Our cover art, as always, is by Alex, and her work can be found on ptchew.com, and our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, whose contact info was available upon request. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 4 territory, the traditional lands of the Cree, Sultal, and Assiniboine, and homeland of the Métis. So, Lindsay. So, Tanner. Do you have a hint for next week? Uh, for next week, uh, we're gonna travel back in time uh, with some plucky West Virginia miners and possibly change the course of the Thirty Years' War. Oh, is this that thing you're gonna do and then you weren't sure how to do it? I think I found a way to do it. Yay! We're solving all the puzzles here. <laughs> Alright, so we'll find out about that next week. Or maybe last week. Woo! Time travel! Oh! <laughs> yeah, we'll get the alien space bats on that. <laughs> there it is. Um, but not if we reboot you first. Bye. Bye.